This is Karen Griffin introducing the Space to Be podcast on people, performance, leadership, and love. Conversations with leaders, practitioners, experts, and authors about the world of work in the 21st century. Today, I'm delighted to welcome back Kate Lunds. Historically a business psychologist, the first female country general manager at a FTSE 20 business for over 10 years, and more recently the founder and CEO of MindBridge, an opinion columnist for the CEO World magazine. And Kate is also a senior consultant for INSEAD and of course our very own space to be, for whom she coaches chief executives. Kate joined us in December 21 for podcast four, where we talked about her book, All the Brains in the Business, And today she's sharing her latest thoughts about how leaders can create a culture in which to thrive at work. Kate, it's great to have you with us again today. Lovely to be back. Thank you very much. Happy New Year. You too. Um, So given your research, your ongoing research and executive experience, what do you believe to be the top three prerequisites for a thriving business culture? Great question. Um, Love it. So I would say, firstly, a genuine focus from the senior leadership on Thrive, by which I mean caring about the neurochemistry that goes with the, the Thrive state in the brain. Because when people's brains are thriving, that's when they're at their most creative. So that dopamine, the reward neurotransmitter, serotonin, the, the you know happiness, feeling safe, and um, oxytocin, which is trust bonding. So a, a company culture that genuinely cares about brains being in a thrive state will pay attention to that throughout everything that they do during the course of the working day, week, year and so forth. Um, and thrive is good for business. It's good for individual well-being. It's good for business. It's good for performance. So that would be number one. Um Two would be actively seeking to include all of the different brains in the business at an individual level and paying careful attention to that. How do you run your meetings? Do you listen out for differences in conversation? Um, Are you aware of what brain sex difference brings? So active seeking to include all the diverse brains at an individual level And thirdly, and importantly, and this is kind of bringing all of that together, creating organizational systems and processes that that seek to enable Thrive, you get what you focus on. So are you measuring everything that goes into making that sale or delivering that excellent product? Um, A lot of organizational processes and systems don't measure everything that that goes into creating the ultimate work output and inadvertently very often ends up excluding and switching off a lot of the brains that um, contribute to the processes. So really looking at what are you measuring, what are you rewarding and how are you doing that? Those those would be my top three. Mm, Interesting. Thank you very much. If a business is genuine about this intent, it feels that this is 
quite clever and important work. And I know when we've talked prior to this session, I was like, gosh, it feels quite systemic. And a lot of it is systemic in nature. And rightly so, Kate, you also then reminded me, actually, some of it doesn't have to be as complicated. It can just be in the moment change, can't it? It, Yes. Tell us a bit more about that. Yes. So, So if a business is really thinking about and committed to we want all the brains in this business to thrive because that's we know that that's what will have individual help individual well-being and it's what will access the best of those brains which will bring us innovative solutions it will bring us creative problem solving it will bring us dedicated people who go the extra mile to get things done um so that focus on thrive that can happen in the course of an individual conversation moment by moment you know the point of power is in the present moment so if as a if as a leader you're paying attention to is the the person i'm having this conversation with is their brain in thrive can i feel that can i sense that about them can i see that in in their body language and if you notice that that is not what's happening, then what are you going to do to change it? So you can do it one conversation at a time. That feels very empowering. And in your book, you've got a chapter called Survive, Thrive and Flow. Yeah. Which is on the importance for individuals to take care of themselves as well. So I'm, I'm liking that because there's an invitation to the individual to to be part of this solution yeah Um, and and you've touched on things like having great sleep and having an optimal diet now you also acknowledge that this isn't new news for anybody um but you felt it important enough to share and to give it some prominence in in your work would you mind explaining why yeah for sure you know we we are our our bodies we are our brains and bodies we're we're a function of how we're enabling ourselves physically. So for example, six hours sleep, um, some fairly recent research out of the States, we, we need six hours good clean sleep to, to, to allow the brain to clear the neurotoxins that have built up during the day. So making sure that you get quality sleep is really important for being, being able to think well the, the, the next day. Staying properly hydrated, so at a cellular level, our bodies can, you know, can do their job and get the oxygen to where it needs to be and so forth. And the incre- there's a huge amount of research coming through now into the microbiome. You know, we are what we eat. Um, the microbiome affects our mood. It can affect our capacity to, to think, think well. So really paying attention in a sensible way to the basics, you know, the sleep, the hydration, what eating, exercise, um, will enable your one's brain to be in its best state. And if you're bringing a brain in a good state to work and you're also meeting at work a culture that focuses on thrive, yep. then you've got all the ingredients for, for well-being, high performance and you know sustainable energy flow, which is good for everybody. Everybody wins. Thank you. And you go on to talk about the difference in our brains and you know welcoming that difference and appreciating it um and you talk about how emotions uh, are not the opposite of rationality and you've you've introduced the london protocol of emotions which looks really interesting 
how do you see this London Protocol of Emotions diagram? Um, and we will include a reference to it in the in the podcast notes. How do you see this being applied in business, and in particular, perhaps to helping women to thrive? Mm, absolutely, yes. I mean, it's really important for all leaders to to know the brain. We are emotional way before we're rational, mm. and understanding that um, allows us allows leaders to understand that we need to calm the limbic system down first before we can access the best of the prefrontal cortex. What the London Protocol of Emotion looks at is, is the range of the primal emotions that the brain, uh, the limbic system runs. So fear, anger, disgust, sadness, and shame, because they have primary, primary survival impact for us in bioevolutionary terms, those emotions will kick in first and fastest in any given situation. If we understand that, then we can understand our own response at an individual level. Leaders can create the conditions for, for the limbic system to feel settled quickly so that the prefrontal cortex can begin to get on online and we can access the thrive emotions, trust and excitement, and, and that's when we start to get into flow, into, into a creative mode, um, into effective problem solving mode. And so working in a way that holds brain awareness in mind is a very potent way of getting the best out of all the brains in the business. Now, because there are sex differences in the brain, if you understand what those are, you, you can enable all the Brain, brain diversity in, in all its richness to, um, to be involved in the thinking and in the discussion and in the ultimate solution. And what my research has shown is that inadvertently, a lot of work cultures end up favouring a particular certain type of brain. Now, more often than not, that is favouring a more male brain, mm-hmm. a, main, a brain at the more male end of the brain sex spectrum. And therefore, uh, not necessarily accessing the best out of the female brains present um, or, or, or the, you know, the non-dominant brains. That's really important to say brain sex is not binary. It's not yeah. like all male brains are like this and all female brains are like that by no means. You know, your brain patterning is as unique to you as your fingerprint. Um, that said, organisations that really understand what brain sex diversity involves have a far better chance of accessing it um and that is you know the result the research is very clear that's good for business absolutely so in the moment the leader has to have the the knowledge the awareness and the motivation to want to provide opportunity for those emotions to be calmed yes that they can access their thrive emotions yeah yeah. And I just want to emphasize something that you did say, and it's so important, I'm going to emphasize it again, that all brains are emotional before they are rational. Correct. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. All absolutely. So thank you, Kate. As always, this is really, really interesting. Um, you've said leaders who are brain aware will get um, the best out of out of their business out of their teams and you know taking it at a systemic level um 
organizations want having the appetite to want to understand brain diversity is going to be critical for creating cultures that take them to new into new spaces to new yeah. levels of performance yeah brilliant i know when i've been supporting my own coaching clients over the years um on a more practical level i suppose i've i've noticed how women often struggle with how men communicate sometimes there's a perception of competition or combativeness and this in turn really doesn't get the best out of the female leader your book includes a model called rich communication which when used to advocate enables all to thrive can you tell us a little bit more about it please yeah no for, for, for sure um you know the, the male female brain have they have different levels of, of male female hormones in that that can cause be at cause and differences in communication um, ways you know ways of connecting ways of communicating, and often gives rise to misunderstandings. And so, what I was seeking to do in the research is is create models and framework that, that leaders can use to access the best of all the brains using their knowledge of brain sex diversity. The rich model is is a communication model that seeks to to access the, the the best of the brain. So you have to start by settling the limbic system down because it's automatically on the pitch looking out for you know something that might get you. Its job is to protect you and keep you keep you safe. Um, and so the 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 R of rich is for recognition. What is there to recognize and appreciate? And the way you might if the better you know the brains of your teams, your people, the more you'll know what the appropriate thing to say is in recognition of, you know, the way you would recognize a very female brain is different from the way that you would recognize a very male brain. Um, and, and that will automatically have that brain thinking, oh, good, I feel heard, I feel seen, I feel safe. Intention, the limbic system is assuming that you're, you're always going to get caught out somehow. So if you flag the intention of the conversation, it's like signposting the way. This is what we're here to talk about. And again, that settles the limbic system down because it, it's noticing that um, it knows where this conversation is going to go. So it, it can sort of stand down. Um, the C of rich is for, you know, what's the challenge? What's the complaint? What's the issue at hand? And that's where you get the prefrontal cortex onto the pitch. It's like, what are we here to talk about? What are we here to solution for? So, you know, what would it take is a great question. The, the prefrontal cortex can't resist solving a problem. So once you've got it excited and engaged, start asking it what, you know, what, what it thinks about something. And then allow the space for that brain to contribute. The way an introvert contributes will be different from the way an extrovert contributes. The way a very particular type of male brain contributes will be different from the very the way a very female brain might contribute. But what you're doing is allowing that space for the for the brain to, to bring its own way to that conversation. And hope is where, you know, painting a picture of what this could look like when we get to the ultimate solution, that gets the dopamine system involved. So it gets people feeling excited about what could happen here. And so rich as a framework to, to shape a piece of communication, either at an, an individual micro level 
or you can use it to frame a big town hall to hundreds of people. Doesn't it, it, It's very flexible. It's a it's a great way of, of being brain aware and giving the best possible chance of including all of the diverse brains in that conversation. A fantastic tool. Thank you, Kate. And I know we're, we're running out of time, but we've uh, what another wonderful conversation that we've had. And you've managed in this short period of time to provide the listeners with two highly useful models, lots of research research-based insight um, based not only on your theoretical research but many many years of experience as well so what might if I was to ask you one more question which is what is your plea or your request for the listeners out there on this important topic what would it be? It would be get curious uh, find out about brain diversity Brain sex is fascinating, and the more you understand it, the more you can work with it and use it as a source of competitive advantage in your business. And so get curious, get reading, get get, uh, and then get active. Start, start applying this day to day in your business. And I think I would say, you know, what my research is showing is that people get this and they're fascinated at an individual level. They put it into action very quickly with their teams much harder to make it live and breathe at an organizational systemic level. Mm -hmm. So pay attention to that and look for ways of doing it because that's where the really big payoff will come. Organizations that really take this seriously are the ones that will win, particularly with the next gen coming through into the, into the workplace. Kate, thank you very much. Absolute pleasure. Yeah. Lovely to talk to you again, Karen.